0: When you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. This is Grab a cuppa podcast. How are you doing? I hope that you are well, and this week has been kind to you, and you've been kind to others. In this episode of Grab a Cupper, I am chatting with the wonderful Theo Vandeloo from the band uh, Ego Kill, talent from uh, São Paulo, Brazil. I uh, asked about his childhood memories, what was his favourite record when he was a younger, any fond memories of any tracks and artists that made him fall in love with music, when he started to play guitar, and how Ego Kill Talent was created, and also how it was like to record an album at Dave Grohl's studio, Dave Grohl, the Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters and how it was like to share the stage with great artists such as Foo Fighters, System of a Down and Queens of the Stone Age and uh, also a few questions from fans fans themselves of Ego Kill Talent have been answered so... With no further ado, this is Grab a Cooper with Theo Van from Ego Kill Talent. So yes, thank you so much as I said um, for doing uh, this little interview, and I've got
1: Hi.
0: yeah I've got a few a few questions um, to ask you, but also a couple of questions from uh, Ego Kill Talent's fans.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: Yes, basically when uh, told. When someone told me that you guys for, were from Brazil, I got very excited. Yeah, I'm Portuguese from uh, Lisbon. Oh, so obviously oh, so, so you you
1: are from Lisbon.
0: I'm from Lisbon. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So obviously, I'm going to have to speak in English because most of my listeners will only you know only yeah. understand English. Because if I start to speak in Portuguese, people will get very confused and then they yeah. wonder what the hell is going on. Uh, so basically again thank you so much for doing this and a lot of people are really looking forward to hearing this chat with me and you and thank you
1: my pleasure thanks for having me
0: of course absolutely and i discover you guys through actually emma Uh, she runs the uh, ego kill talent fan page on instagram and she sent me a message and she says you are into the same bands as me and I think you really would like these guys. So I was like, right, okay, send it over and I will listen. Uh, I was hooked straight away. I really like your, oh, your nice. the band's vibes um, and your influences as well. But obviously we will get, to, you know, we'll get to it just, you know, a bit further on. But basically I would like to ask questions about you. So were you born in Brazil? Yes. So you're yeah. Brazilian through and through.
1: Yeah. I have, yes. this, I have a very Dutch name, right? Theo Vanderloo. But uh, I have, like, my, my father's family is from Holland. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can hear my dog here. He's, like, walking around. It's
0: okay. I have, I have
1: three dogs. So three at some
0: dogs? Point, wow. Dogs
1: walking around. Uh, but, okay. Uh, my, I have family from Holland. My father's family it's all from Holland. That's why I have such a Dutch name. Yes. But my mom, my mom is Brazilian. My yes. grand, my grandparents from uh, my mother's side is from Portugal actually.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I was born in Brazil.
0: You were born in Brazil.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> so when well, you know, it comes to family, so you were born in Brazil, and then is your mother very traditional Brazilian woman?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I I, w- I would think so. Now, yeah. Brazil is a mix, right? I mean, it's uh, we, we obviously, you know, we were colonized by Portuguese. Yep. Portuguese, And uh, so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of uh, Portuguese influence in Brazil yeah. uh, for food and maybe the religious aspect of it too. You know, very Catholic country.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, but it's also a mix. We have, uh, we have so many European people come here after the Second War. So it's a mix, but I would say my mom is very Brazilian.
0: Yeah, I...
1: S- and my dad is very Dutch.
0: Is he? That's what yeah. I was going to ask. So is yeah. there, like, when it comes to traditions in your families, is it very, you know, is it very mixed, like Dutch and Brazilian? Or is it like you're in Brazil, you do uh, the, I don't know, like Brazilian stuff as in like like the Portuguese do every Sunday, you get together, have a big meal, you know, feijoada. Yeah, obviously.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's... uh. My my fathers got divorced when I was really young. I was seven years sure. old. Right. But uh definitely my mother's side of the family is just like you said. I mean yeah. big lunches on Sundays, uh not being there in important dates, it's a big problem. Like not visit my grandparents in, in Christmas or something, it's a big problem for my family.
0: You're getting trouble. And
1: you get in big trouble and you if if you don't go there in Christmas, I'm gonna hear about it for the rest of the year, like to the next year, like to the next Christmas, right? Oh
0: yes, yeah. so they'll never forget.
1: They'll never forget. And they had they probably go, Do you remember that Christmas in nineteen ninety seven? You didn't come? You know, they still go like <laughs> uh, they still hold hold that against you. Uh <laughs> but my from and from my and from my dad's side it's much more it's really dutch it's like nothing nothing's such a big deal you know you don't have to please everyone it's fine. you just do whatever you want you know, and people don't really care. There's a, there, there's a little bit of this vibe about Dutch people that I like a lot, which is kind of they don't really it's like in in, 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 in the Brazilian culture that maybe relates to Portugal. It's like people hold you very responsible for other people's expectations. That's so like true. you got to, yeah, you got to live to their expectations of your family and, and everyone. If you, if you disappoint people, it's like, you're going to be crucified. And the <laughs> yes. Dutch is the opposite. Dutch is the opposite. They are like, you know, just be real. Whatever you want to do is fine. It's not my problem. You know? So it's a big mix. It's a big mix it is i
0: can tell like for me uh yeah i I was born in portugal but my mum's side of the family is from angola africa so you know the portuguese people are loud so african people are even louder so when when everyone gets together it's madness no one can yeah it's crazy it's like for an outsider like my husband is british so, mm-hmm. yeah, if um, it comes to like family functions or whatever, it's just like because obviously in Portuguese, the um, our accent, you know, the things that we say from time to time, our accent can be um, very different, you know, with the and stuff, you yeah. know, like the German, it can be quite aggressive. Yeah. So, when we're speaking, and then it's like for an outsider, and they're like, Oh, what's going on? Are you fighting? Yeah. Oh, no, we're just talking about uh, food, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, my family is definitely like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. yeah. Sounds like we're arguing, but we aren't. We're just talking.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> how do you have any like fond, uh, like childhood memories?
1: From from where I have from many. Like,
0: of course, like something that would relate to uh, how you fell in love with music and playing music.
1: That was like two steps yeah. situation. First, I mean, my dad, he always listened to a lot of music. So since I was, like, really young, my dad and my mom, but yeah. my dad was, was more into rock. So, but, but very, like, 70s, like, Super Tramp. Oh, wow, and, yeah. H- Hocus Pocus, you know, a lot of stuff that were happening in, in Europe. So I, I grew up listening to this with him, like, Genesis and Phil Collins and oh, this yeah. kind of stuff, which I love. And And then at some point... I got introduced to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And that was when I was like, okay, I, I, I want to play rock music. You know, it was after I I uh, I first listened to Guns N' Roses. And I, I I remember like when I was young, every morning I would wake up because I, I would enter the school at like, I think like 7.30 a.m. So I would like wake up around 6 a.m. just so I would have time to, have breakfast, take a shower, and listen to some Guns N' Roses on my vinyl, you know, help yeah. you the LP with headphones. Oh, wow. And yeah, <laughs> I would do that every morning, every morning for, I don't know, like two, three years. And I did that with Appetite for Destruction, Gunner Lies, User Illusion, like all those albums. So that for me was, was I don't know, was just some it's, a, it's there is some comfort when you listen to music that you feel that express what you were feeling, you know, and that that you can relate to to what is in the lyrics. And, oh, absolutely!
0: And, I agree, hundred percent.
1: Comfort you feel you feel embraced, right? But so I, I was always looking for that feeling, you know, uh, looking for music that would make me feel embraced and 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 comfortable and with myself and my feelings
0: that's very yeah. good yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. that actually brings to a question where one of your fans asked this is uh james cherry or sherry is sorry james if i spelt it wrong i apologize uh, yeah. he's asked how did theo yourself first get into music
1: yeah that was like to listening to music it was like i said you know mm-hmm. with yeah. my dad and, and, and then and and roses and then metallica then when i when i when i first heard the Black album, I was blew it away. I was like, and, and I, I got it by accident, actually, because mm-hmm. but back, back then, it was all about the cover works, right? Like, you wanted, you want, I mean, you would buy an album because of the cover. And I remember Iron Maiden had such amazing covers, and yes. I didn't know much about Iron Maiden, right? I didn't, I was like, really into Guns N Roses. I remember I was like, uh, how do you say in English? Like, in, in Brazil, we have this thing in Christmas that you, you pick each other's name, like a group of friends, you exchange names and then you need to, like you put, you write the names in the paper, like you take five friends, you write the names in the paper and then you, you just mix it and you pick one name and then you okay. read it, you don't tell anyone and then in Christmas, you give a present to them.
0: Yeah, we, uh, uh, we call it Secret Santa. Yeah, okay, so, Secret Yeah, Secret Santa and then whichever name you got, you give them a gift, but you yeah, don't that's... tell them, you don't in tell Brazil
1: them. We, yeah. In Brazil, we say Secret Friend but so Secret Santa. So I did this in my school when I was really young. I was looking for a new band to listen because I was just listening to Guns N' Roses for like two years. And then somebody told me, oh, Iron Maiden have amazing covers on the albums. And I was like, OK, I'm going to ask for an Iron Maiden album. I, d- I didn't even know. And, you know, I was just asking for it. But the girl who got me, she knew nothing about rock and she, missed, she confused with Metallica. Oh. And then she gave me a black album. And that was, I was disappointed when I looked at it because it was just this black cover, right? And <laughs> I was looking for, for some Eddies, you know? And I was like, okay. But I listened to it and then I, I was blown away by, by the sound of the album. And that was when I decided to start to learn to play guitar.
0: Yeah. Was How old it, were you? Do you remember?
1: I was probably like, like 13, 12, 13. 13. Yeah, between twelve and thirteen. Uh, I mean, when I was eleven, I was already playing with acoustic guitar, like, but just like playing for fun. Yeah. And then when I got the Black Album, I really wanted to play the uh, Enter Sandman guitar riff. And I remember, uh, yeah, I was at school and I saw a guy, a little, uh, older guy from a different, like, a guy was a little older than me, and he got an acoustic guitar and he was playing uh, Enter Sandman guitar riff. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, I wanna learn that. I wanna play that. So that was how I got my uh, my first guitar. It was to play the black album.
0: Oh wow. So obviously you just answered my, you know, my next next question is going to be if you had like, you know, a memory of a, a, a track or an artist that made you fall in love with music, but that's it. You're just saying about Metallica and that, you know, that album and uh, yeah. Iron Maiden and that sort of thing. Which, yeah. that's how like, I got into rock and metal music, because uh, back home in Portugal, it's, um, people are very into their uh, traditional music, you know, the folklore, the um, fado. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Merlin Manson, you know, growing yeah. up. And uh, that was, my family was a bit like, no, I don't want you to listen to that because of the lyrics. Yeah. But then Merlin, again,
1: was like the Antichrist.
0: Exactly. so did yeah did you ever have any you know your taste of music interfered with you know the the beliefs of your family
1: yeah I think that because of my dad's yeah. uh, Dutch roots and values my dad was always a uh, huge supporter of oh, whatever I wanted to do so and he I mean my dad himself when he was younger he was like a rebel you know he oh wow you know, he leather jackets and and then he became the opposite of it but for a while he was like that like he used to have long hair you know like yes. I said then super tramp and hocus pocus you know focus yeah. and and it's like so he was always like that's normal so I remember like for instance I remember wanting to have a long hair oh, when yeah. I was like probably 13 or 14 yes. I a long hair, my mom was kind of against it you know she was like You were a boy. You need to have a short hair, and my dad was like, "Let him do whatever he wants." You know, there's no big deal in having long hair. (laughs) Yeah, my dad was like, just like supporting, and I think that this European roots from my father's family really encouraged me to do whatever I wanted. And I think my mom's family were a little against it, you know, but they never really said anything because my dad was fine with it. So yeah,
0: was he more liberal? Than, yeah. your, than your mother
1: yeah
0: I get that I get that um because like growing up my mother was quite strict as well yeah. but I was uh my mom separated from my uh, uh my dad when I was very young so m- myself and my dad didn't really have a relationship uh but my mom was always like don't listen to that like why are you listening to it it's crazy
1: it's like well It's interesting because it's fear, you know, it's interesting that people project their fears into like, what are you, what are you threatening? You know, they feel threatened. That's why they want to, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. I remember for a while I was very much into typo negative. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. You know,
0: t- talking about Type 1 Negative, I'm so sorry to jump there. It's like their one of their albums just turned like 25 yeah. years or whatever.
1: Yesterday, I guess. Uh, yes. Lily Kisses, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I love Type 1 Negative. I think yeah. Peter Steele was a genius. Uh, I was so sad when he died. and But I remember it 's just like I just found the music really cool and the looks I like the looks and everything,
0: yeah and,
1: but people didn 't understand and I remember like w- going to school and, and I, I I had a long hair back then and I, and I like I liked you know i don 't know to use like uh, bandanas and, yeah. and you know leather jacket and this kind of stuff and, and people felt trapped by it, you know I remember I had this good friend of mine who is still a friend and he was, his family was very religious, very religious. And I think, I think his dad was even like working in the church and he loved rock music. And, I rem- and we talked, he loved Iron Maiden and we talked a lot about rock music, but I remember when I was listening to Type One Negative and it was like of a joke, you know, Peter still pretending he was a vampire. And it was kind of a joke, <laughs> the, albums, you know, the lyrics, it was all kind of a joke, but had this dark vibe and even for this friend of mine he was like oh man you shouldn't be listening to the, I don't know the vibe is weird but the guy listened to Iron Maiden and I was like it's the same man do you think you know it's it's the same the point is people feel, got feel threatened by it and it's crazy you know it's um, it's fine you know you don't you don't need to be afraid you know
0: people have this perception of uh, like if you especially at school for me anyway uh, was that I you know wore black I had black eyeliner and baggy jeans and all that stuff and they thought that I was the most miserable person in the world and you yeah. have this perception that you if because you if you like rock and metal then you must be uh, I don't know sad all the time yeah. or whatever but that's not true <laughs> yeah,
1: not at all. I, I really think that uh, the other day was I was thinking about that uh i think i think people there are more into rock when when they are teenager maybe they're more sensible you know because uh rock lyrics are are for sure deeper than than let's say pop lyrics or rap lyrics hip hop lyrics it's different i mean when you listen to rock any kind of rock usually it's talking about feelings you know it's it's a more it's a it's a deeper thing and I think you, you're you looking for that. You're looking for connection, you
0: know? I guess when, uh, you know, uh, when you're a teenager, you are looking for acceptance, I think, you know, in your group of friends. That's what it was with me, you know, growing up, especially being in a country... Uh, well, I'd say growing up in the city, in Portugal, the, it was like population of like 3,000 people, and that was it. So I kind of, you know, I think it was just... I, wanting that acceptance and having friends that understood you know understood what what you were all about (laughs) and not giving a damn about what everyone else said
1: (laughs) that's what that's what you're looking for
0: yeah so you were saying that you started playing uh, you start playing guitar so he says that I was told that you play guitar and you play bass yeah is that correct the band yeah yeah you said you start playing when you're like 13 years old
1: yeah guitar yeah
0: yeah guitar so is there like some like a guitarist that you look up to or looked up to growing up
1: oh when when I was growing up definitely there were two guitar players I was looking up to it was James Hatfield from Metallica There yeah. were like number one two and three <laughs> and 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 Slash from Guns N' Roses it was like I I love the playing of both of them you know the 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 guitar riffs from James are like amazing you know the 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 the, the bass guitar the rhythm guitar that he yeah. plays was always blew me away since I was since I remember and with slash we're more like the guitar solos you know and and the harmonies and you like you know, the, the
0: guitar solo in November rain everyone yeah. says this slash is amazing
1: because you can't you can sing the guitar solos you know when when it comes when it comes to the guitar solo of uh, Switch Out of Mine yeah. or River Rain, you can sing it. You know, you know the melody of the guitar solo. And I think this is, it's so rich. You know, it's so those two for me, they, they were my guitar heroes for sure. Like, absolutely sure.
0: A lot of people that I've that um, spoken to, you know, who are guitarists themselves, and they always say those, actually, those particularly two bands they always come but I guess it really depends on our generation because like I'm in my 30s now and my you know my generation was all about the Guns N' Roses Metallica Slayer Iron Maiden you know uh, Megadeth so the the big ones big ones Mm -hmm. absolutely but now do you have someone you know when did you think, right, I really would like to be in the band? When was that?
1: This when I started playing. Start playing. As soon as you guitar, started I
0: playing, yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't even yeah. want to play that much new songs of other people. I yeah. wanted to write songs. I was like, right at the beginning, I was, okay, I learned guitarists from the Black Album, and I was like, okay, I want to make my own guitarists. You know, I want to, I, I just felt like, uh, like like what I was telling you when, when I listened to like Guns N' Roses yeah. and Metallica that I felt the connection with the music with the song and with the, the band I want I think I wanted to create the same thing I wanted to cre- to to create the connection with other people too I wanted to you know to 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 create something so that was like I never I was I never dig the idea of being in a cover band mm. you know I was like I remember. In school, uh, the kids would go like, "Okay, let's let's make a band to play," so even Guns N' Roses song or Metallica yeah. song. And then I was like, "No, I want to make my own songs. You know, let's let's be, let's let's make a band to make our own music and not to play other people's music. Even though I loved Guns N' Roses and Metallica, but I always had this passion to 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 create something. You know, and that's yeah, that same that came at the same time. It was like literally in the same moment that I got my first guitar, I already wanted to to write music.
0: Yeah, uh, and I was just thinking, like, so you guys formed back in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how did you all meet?
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, it was we know each other for many years. We know oh, each wow. other before we put the band together uh so the way the way it goes is uh rafael which is one of the drummers and me Mm -hmm. we are friends since we were like 18 years old um i was 17 actually he was 18 when we met and that was that was at the metallica show and through a common friend and so we know each other for many years so we had the band back when we were 18 we had we had this band and we toured with uh with sepultura
0: oh wow uh,
1: yeah and gian who's the other drummer yeah yeah he, he played in sepultura when igor left and
0: right.
1: so so when igor left sepultura gian played drums for sepultura and we played a couple of shows like we, we were the support act for a couple of shows with gian and sepultura and then we went to record a album in in a studio in rio uh, where Jonathan, who is our singer now, he was recording there with another band he had back then. We were talking like 15 years ago. Yeah. And so that, that, was where we, that was where and when we all met. But like years later, like many years later, Jean left Sepultura and I, I, like, I don't know how many years later, but years later, Jean left Sepultura and he was like, uh, he called me like literally I think in the same week that he left Sepultura he called me and he was like uh, do you want to grab a coffee or something I, don't, I know I, I just left Sepultura and he quit you know and he was in Sao Paulo and I was living in I mean we are we are in Sao Paulo now I'm in Sao Paulo and but I'm from Rio yeah and Gio is from Minas which is another yeah. state mm-hmm. so neither of us uh, are from Sao Paulo but both of us were in Sao Paulo okay so he called me and he was like we had kind of this in common and he was like so what are you doing here are you planning to go back to Rio are you staying here and I was like no but I'm liking being in Sao Paulo I'll be here and he said I'm not sure if I, if I stay here if I go back to Minas I'm not sure what I'm gonna do I'm still figuring it out and then he asked me do you still play guitar and I was like man I haven't touched the guitar for like I don't know eight years because I haven't played guitar and, and he was like, are you nuts? You know, let's jam. And then we start jamming. And we start writing music. You know, as soon as we started jamming, we started writing music. And we already kind of have like this, what if we put together a band, you know, and let, what what could come out of that? So we start jamming. And then at some point, we had, I, I think, like three or four, like, drafts for songs. And we had our, we had another guitar player back then. So it was two guitars and one drummer right we didn't have a bass player and then rafael yeah he listened to to the to the demos that we recorded like no vocals just just
0: instrumental
1: yeah and, and, and then and then rafael listened to it and he was like i want to be in the band and i was like man we already have a drummer <laughs> I, said, I don't care i can play bass i said okay cool so rafael joined the band to play bass and, and so we started writing music and then at some point, I remember Gian came, um, came with a guitar riff idea and he was like, "Rafael, can you go to the drums real quick just so I can develop the idea of the song? And that song, it's a song called We All in the first album.
0: Oh wow, okay.
1: So, yeah, so we start, so, so Rafael went to the drums, Gian was like playing the guitar and I picked, I picked the bass because yes. we wanted to see how it would sound, you know, with the formation of a band. And, and then when we finished writing the song, we were like, you know, it's sounding so damn well with this lineup. Maybe we should play the song like, like, like this, like me in the bass, Rafael and the drums, Jan and the guitars. And that was how we started instrument swapping, you know, that was how we started writing music in different, in different positions in the band. And that really changed the whole paradigm for us of writing music because then it's about the, the song. It's not about what you were playing in the song. It's about the song. Yeah. And and then right after that, we were looking for a singer. And actually, uh, I remember John Domayan, the drummer for System of a Down, he, he's a good friend. And he was here in Sao Paulo for, for for holidays. And I brought him to the studio. And we didn't have a singer back then. The
0: world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to
1: $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. And then we played some songs for him. And he was like, that's really good. You guys should get an American singer. Because we already knew we, we wanted someone to sing in English. And then I was like, yeah, we might. But bef- before we go for, for trying an American singer, because it, it, that will also be a little tricky, you know. I mean, someone from abroad. I was like, there is this one guy, an old friend of mine, who sings really well. I'd like to try him first. And so that was when I called Jonathan and and he flew to Sao Paulo and we showed him the songs and he was like I'm in it you know and then he he already like I think one week later he already sent some melodies ideas for the drafts we had and that was when we were like okay now we are a band that's, I think this was like the end of 2015
0: yeah all
1: the time yeah
0: that is a very long time yeah that's a very long time and we, yeah go on yeah. sorry
1: and we've been like, it clicked immediately. We were like, okay, that's the band. That's that's it, you know.
0: Yeah, so all this time now, like you guys, uh, your debut single was sub- Sublimited?
1: Yeah. Is that what you yeah said? It was Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's that one all about?
1: Well, it's about, I, w- I would say, the song is about getting in touch with your hate Mm -hmm. or your rage towards someone Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end letting it go yeah i think i think it's about that i mean the the whole the whole song is uh it's it's if 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 you look at the lyrics it it clearly it's about hating someone or Mm -hmm.
0: being disappointed
1: right and right in the end it's about letting it go you know Yes, I think I think it's like it's impossible not to have those kinds of feelings, you know, not yeah. to be disappointed with of people. Course. That's impossible. It's going to happen, and you gotta you gotta how do you say accept and then admit that. And 100%. but at some, yeah, but at some point let it go, you know. At some point let it go because it's uh, it's it going to hurt yourself in the end. So I think the song is about that.
0: Absolutely. I was uh, just reading about the band and uh, I, it's incredible to see that your debut single got 20 million streams. That is yeah. madness.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. But when was the first time that you guys stepped onto a stage as Ego Kill Talent?
1: It was, uh, I think, hang on one second. Someone Oh no. Oh <laughs> no. I thought it was a, some like a, the male uh, well the first the first time we ever stepped uh, stage as as well we, what we did before we did a show we have we have a uh, rehearsal uh, studio, yeah. and it's pretty big, and what we did was we did some open rehearsals okay we wanted to see how it would feel to play live you know with audience, so yeah. we did that so we the first time we played in front of people was 2000 and, and i think i think yeah 2000 around like uh i would say september 2015 like in this open rehearsals yeah and then we play a very small club in belo horizonte in Vienna yeah. um, in december 2015 and that was that was really really cool and it was so fast because then on March 2016, we played Lollapalooza. Yes. And so that was like, real, like the, it, was, it was insane. When, the second show we ever played was Lollapalooza, right? Wow.
0: So and is a big was, one as well in Brazil, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's, and we played the main stage. So it was...
0: Wow. It,
1: it was crazy.
0: That was really quick. How did you feel? Did you feel excited? Did you feel anxious? Yes. A bit of both?
1: All of that. <laughs> All of that. And we just felt, you know, when we decided that we really were going to do this and because at some point we just sat down, we looked at each other and we were like, okay, so are we really doing this? I mean, are we like working our hearts and and doing everything for this band in in this stage of our lives? Because we, we all had bands before and we were like, are we really doing this? And we looked at each other and said, yeah, let's do it. So we kind, for us, was kind of uh, we got we to gotta work hard and we got we to gotta do whatever we got to do to make it happen. So it was a great feeling to play Lollapalooza like so soon like we did. But at the yeah. same time, we were, already, we were already like, okay, this is part of what we chose to do. Yeah, uh, We're going to enjoy it. Uh, but this is just one step you know and all we want to achieve and where we want to get this is one it's an important step that we're going to enjoy and 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 be thankful for but it's part of a path a much longer path that we want to go through so that was how we face it yeah
0: yeah and i was reading about that as well and uh like how is it like sharing a stage with great, great bands that a lot of people admire? Like you know, like System of a Down, for example. You know, people like that. How was that like for you?
1: It's 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 uh, it's crazy. It's a uh, it's a little surreal. Yeah. Like uh, you know, we we toured with the Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age in stages,
0: Yes.
1: That's surreal. Uh, we did shows with System of a Down. Uh, we played with Pearl Jam, you know, oh, and like, yeah, all that it's like Yeah, it's it's surreal. It's amazing. It's a yeah. great are
0: thing. you still pinching yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like parting with the gods, you know, it's it's amazing. I yeah. bet,
0: I bet. I was just thinking, how did the name of the band came about?
1: Well, we we wanted when we decided that this was going to be like a band, like a real yeah. band and not just, like, fun, you know. Uh, we wanted a name that was also a, a statement. Mm-hmm. We wanted a name that we felt like would represent what we believe, you know. And, like I said, we were friends before we had the band. Mm-hmm. So we always spoke a lot about about this, this kind of um, issues, you know. We all have yeah. ego. We all have so much we have to deal with. We all have... You know, it's so important to be aware mm-hmm. of what are your dark parts, mm-hmm. right? What, what what do you do to yourself that is harmful for you, and yeah. how can you how can you get over it or transcend it? And everybody, it's this is it's if, if you are breathing, mm-hmm. you have bad stuff you need to deal with about yourself, right? It's like I agree. It's, it's for the rest of your embodiment, so it's uh, we wanted something that that would be about that
0: yeah and it definitely sets a statement
1: yeah that's what we wanted yeah
0: absolutely and when it comes to like songwriting is it like a mutual effort or is it just like this jonathan right in charge of it or is it like a group thing
1: it's really i mean everything we do uh about like composing and writing yes both, uh, I would say, music-wise and lyric-wise. yeah, It's very collaborative. It's yeah. very, it's, it's um, I mean, sometimes I don't even remember. Sometimes I play a guitar riff that Gian wrote and yeah. he doesn't even play guitars on that song. And I felt like I wrote that that guitar riff, you know? Yeah. So it's, and, and, and the other way around as well, you know? So it's like, it's like we always, for us, it's not a matter of who did what, yeah. but it, is it sounding good? That's yeah. that's what we are looking for. And with the lyrics, it's the same. Uh, most most of the lyrics comes from me and Jonathan. Uh, mm-hmm. Just I think probably because we we were we, we wrote lyrics in bands we had before. Yeah, so we already had that, and uh, but it's again it's the same thing like. If, if Rafael comes with with a good idea or with something he wants to say, we're just going to put it there, you know, and it doesn't really matter. And it's funny, like the other day with this new album, I was listening to, to, a, to a song and there was this very strong sentence. I don't even remember which sentence was exactly anymore, but it was this very strong sentence. And then I called Jonathan and I was like, man, I was listening to this, this song and congratulations on this sentence because it's so powerful and he said what you talking about you wrote that (laughs) so it doesn't really matter who did it you know as long as it sounds good you know
0: oh yeah it sounds like you guys are you know work well as a team otherwise you wouldn't be as as successful as you are right now
1: and we did and we put a lot of effort to improve the relationship you know it's it's i mean it's a constant thing it's not so it's like it's like marriage you know that it's like it's not like you got there and then you're happy forever it's like you're gonna have happy moments you're gonna have hard moments mm-hmm. and it's all all gonna go through both of them
0: that's I, it i agree a hundred percent do you have any influences when you're actually writing music or the lyrics are just things that happen on a personal level
1: yeah well i think we are influenced by a lot of stuff So it's like a lot of, it's definitely what we went through and how we look at what we went through. It's Mm -hmm. more about how we look at what happened to us than actually what happened to us. It's about how you look at it. And I think it's a lot about that. Uh, The the whole band, it's very much into meditation and, Mm -hmm. and books and philosophy. So I think that's a big influence, uh, not not maybe directly, mm-hmm. but in, in a certain approach to to life situations, you know?
0: I was just thinking as well about uh, now with this whole uh, global pandemic and uh, is Brazil still in the uh, epicenter of it or has it calmed down now?
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell. We don't yeah. really know. What's you don't going really on. know
0: what's going on.
1: Yeah, it's it's tricky. Um, a lot of people are still uh, dying. A lot of people are still getting sick. Yeah. It's so hard. It's it, so hard to know.
0: Yeah. Like how how did that affect you guys as a band?
1: Yeah. Well, we had a lot planned for this year. Yeah. I mean, we were supposed to to tour with Metallica, and then to do a bunch of huge festivals in, uh, in the US yeah. and then tour with System of a Down in Europe and then yeah. do some festivals in Europe. Uh, and then everything got paused. Just, yeah. And, and I don't think it will come back until there is a vaccine.
0: Uh, yeah, one of, the, uh, one of the fans of the band is asking, his name is Jamie Gregory. How did you manage to uh, rehearse during was... lockdown?
1: What we did a couple of weeks ago is uh, we all tested for COVID. And I mean, Jean, Jean it's not living in, in Sao Paulo right now. And Jonathan also not. So both of them came to Sao Paulo. We did the test for COVID. And we spent like a month and a half kind of quarantining together, spending a whole day at the studio and rehearsing. And that was when we did that live streaming. Uh, we also shot some live studio sessions that we are gonna, we're going to to release uh soon uh we shot a new music video so we 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 basically we tested and we worked together oh yeah we are writing some some new music from from you know from our half from our homes and yeah that's how we're coping with it
0: yeah it's i guess it's like everywhere else in the world we just uh follow the rules and see what happens and keep each other safe
1: that's it that's all wait. we
0: have to do, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's another question from Emma. She
1: okay. says,
0: yeah, she says uh, pending the COVID situation and any European touring plans, would the band look to reschedule the canceled date A Candom 1 Underworld because I need an Ego Kill Talent fix.
1: <laughs> yeah, we really, we really want to, to play the UK again i I think so yeah i mean the 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 goal is as soon as this pandemic is gone we gotta tour Europe, I mean we gotta tour europe u s everywhere, so it's like as soon as touring is happening again, that's what we will do that's what we will look for, and I just hope there's a vaccine soon because we can't wait
0: yeah. hopefully the things will get back to. I'd like to say normal but I really believe that is uh it's not going to happen but the things start going back to a different normal <laughs> yeah, the new normal yes the new normal i guess uh but your new album yeah so how was it like recording this at Dave Grohl studio six or, six or six
1: yeah that was amazing that was yeah, um, uh, yeah. That was like a surreal experience. We were there. We were in LA for a little over two months, mm. and uh, I mean, it was—it's hard to put in words. I mean, when you enter that place, and then you just see all those photos in the wall and all the albums, you know, it was like from their n- Nirvana time and Foo Fighters, wow, and it, yeah. it was like really mind-blowing and and that soundboard that we used the Neve, um, Metallica used it, Nirvana used it and we were like recording there it was it was something it was like a special time for us and and also for for our relationship because we were like sharing a house the whole band for such a long time and that was a lot of uh, I think also a lot of learning too because it was such a new situation for all of us, you know. And especially being a band from Brazil, that this is so far from most of the Brazilian bands. Mm-hmm. And we, we were really thankful for that, you know, and, and really enjoying it, like, every moment of it.
0: Would you ever, like, perhaps write a song in Portuguese and release it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we don't have, we don't put limits to... to you know what we do I mean uh, if if it feels right we'll do it you know uh, we the main reason we, we write in English it's because mm-hmm. we feel that it really fits the sound it really mm-hmm. fits, fits the music we do the language yeah. sounds good for with uh, yeah. the music we do um, obviously it, it helps the, the band to grow as well mm-hmm. uh, because it's not limited by a language barrier since English is like it's like kind of a
0: uh, universal language
1: universal Language, yeah but i don't see why we wouldn't one day make a song in portuguese yeah if we feel like if we feel like okay that would make sense then, then we'll do it
0: yeah i think it'd be fun there's a lot of bands out there i give an example like lacuna coil they are yeah. you know italian and they released they released songs in italian so that's mm-hmm. why i asked the question because yeah. <laughs> I guess you know, for a band, it's always very important to uh, keep in touch with their roots. You know.
1: Totally.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why I asked the question. Because it'd be quite cool as well. Because I really think being bilingual is very important as well. You know.
1: Yeah, I think I think that might happen sometime along the way. I don't see why not.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I know. <laughs> We'll see if the guys will be into, but you don't actually see, uh, you don't hear a lot of uh, Portuguese uh, rock and metal up there. And um, in a way, I'm, I understand why why bands sing in English because again, it's a universal language. But I think it would be nice, as you know, people that speak Portuguese, it'd be nice to actually, you know, hear uh, rock and metal up there in our native language. Yeah,
1: but- I think. See- there, there are some Brazilian bands singing yeah. uh, in Portuguese here,
0: yeah. but
1: uh, they don't, they don't really leave Brazil. You know, it's just here.
0: Yeah, and you guys want to conquer the world. Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a way to put it. But yeah, <laughs> we just want our music to go as you know, to spread as much as possible.
0: So the songs that you've released so far from your new album, the call, live porn. No. Now, yes yes yeah. uh, and the music videos as well i like them a lot they Thank are you. they're very good yeah and when Perfect. i first listened to to you guys he, he gave me the vibe of um, it's very like queens of the stone age and fool fighters-esque if that's fair to say
1: yeah but you know yeah for us we we embrace any. i mean if you compare us to any good band we just want to love it you know because i mean it's always good to be compared with, the, with names that you admire, right? When we are writing music, we don't really think about that. You know, we don't really think of how is this sounding. We just, you know, we just want to make music that makes us feel good. And that's really what we are looking for. But when we get compared to, like, like you said, like Foo Fighters, we get compared to Fate No More, to Alice in Chains, yeah. We love all of that, you know, so keep, keep coming, you know. <laughs> yeah. <Talk compliments. laughs> yeah.
0: So what's next for Ego Kill Talent? Where have you yeah, well, so,
1: yeah, we will keep releasing stuff during the pandemic. So we are releasing uh, some more video material. We're going to release another EP uh, towards the end of the year with more new songs. Release the full album in the beginning of next year. So, yeah, we're gonna keep releasing stuff, and as soon as there is touring again, we will tour.
0: We yes. can't wait. I bet. I, I can't wait to uh, go to concerts again because, yeah. personally, I feel like I'm so passionate about music that it makes me feel emotional sometimes, you know, and that's how you connect going to a concert as well it's like you go into a a venue you instantly feel connected to the audience you know to the people there because you are going to see the bands that you
1: love and you share share the same love
0: and that's how personally that's how uh you know i feel whenever i go to a concert how is like you know especially for yourself like you get on stage for the first time with your band, and then people start singing your songs back to you. How how does that feel?
1: It feels amazing. It's it's yeah. one of the best in the world. It's uh, you know it's like you said. I mean when you when you when you I mean when you go to see a band that you love, all those people there love the same band that you love. The band in there is in the stage they fed themselves from the love of the crowd yeah they're all sharing the same love you know so that's the feeling it's a feeling of sharing and connecting and and it's uh it's one of the best feelings in the world you know especially when you have a good relationship with your bandmates Mm -hmm. that you look at each other and you go like it's we are here together doing this and it's, it's it's great. It's an amazing feeling.
0: Is there, like, one band that you'd love to share the stage, stage with that you haven't had the opportunity yet?
1: Metallica. For sure, Metallica. And we, we were about to do that. Yes. We were about to do four stadiums with them. And then this happened.
0: And co- uh, coronavirus then uh-huh. happens.
1: But yeah, it's... We are still locked to support them. As soon as this is gone, so let's wait. Fingers for it. crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed.
0: When that happens, yeah, when that happens, you can die happy.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I can already die happy. I I, I already, <laughs> already lived a lot of great stuff. But I mean, it will be fucking awesome to play with. Guys oh yeah,
0: uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, honestly, I am so stoked for you guys. You guys are going in the right direction.
1: Thank you very much. Um, are really
0: yeah, when you, guys are, when you guys are here in the UK, can I come?
1: For sure. have got to be there. I'll be oh. you there. You and Emma, you both got to be there.
0: It would be nice to actually see yourself and the other guys, you know, uh, in person. Yeah. And you can and, actually chat in person.
1: Exactly. And share some music love, rock and roll love
0: yeah now talking about music again is there any like brazilian artists that you like
1: well i do like sepultura a lot yes and, yeah. i do too yeah. <laughs> yeah i i think they are they are amazing there are there are a lot there are a bunch of brazilian like really like really brazilian rock music yeah. that i like there is one band called O ohapa that i like oh, a hapa. lot what oh, does O
0: ohapa mean? mean
1: it means oh it's a slang actually slam, yeah. uh it's when if if it's like if you are selling uh, because here in Brazil yeah. there there are some streets that people sell stuff on the street but it's kind of illegal because they need to pay taxes and then the, they just they're just selling there on the street yeah, right?
0: yeah yeah and yeah when the,
1: the the police is coming they say oh hapa is coming
0: yeah yeah like uh, Scarpa is what we say like you yeah. you have to uh, run away quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what uh-huh. Ohapa means. Ohapa, it's kind of a tip. They are, okay, you gotta go. It's, you know, and that's the I mean, it's a great band. There's another band called, called Charlie Brown Jr., actually. Okay, really yeah. Good, you know, I'm writing but,
0: yeah. these down, you know, so I can go yeah. check them out.
1: <laughs> Both are good bands.
0: Growing up, I uh well there there wasn't many like Portuguese uh rock bands that I would really, you know, um listen to really. But uh Ponta Pesce.
1: Yeah, 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 I know Yes.
0: Oh, but you no, know, you know what
1: you should listen to? There is a Brazilian band called Far From Alaska.
0: Far from Alaska, yes, I you think I listen. know them.
1: They are amazing. It's a a, a girl, the girl who sings, she's amazing. They are really, really good. I might get in
0: touch with them. Yeah, absolutely. I love new music. You know, I love new music, new artists, and supporting them as best as I can.
1: There is is also, I just remember another band. They are Brazilians, but they are living in New York. And, and actually the singer of this band, he was on that same school that I, that I was when I, when I, remember I said there was like this little, older guys playing because he he was one of them and uh the name of the band is ran r-a-n-n check check them out the name of the band is ran r-a-n-n and the song is when i'm lucky It's it's when i'm
0: lucky okay really good yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean uh i don't really have anything else to ask you to be fair it's been a a very good chat
1: It was great. Thanks for having me, and thanks, thanks. for playing the music because I know you're doing it. So thank you.
0: Of course, and I will. Uh, I'll do that whenever I can. It's my thank pleasure.
1: You. I just said I, I. I see you when we are touring again.
0: Yes, definitely, and we we shall chat some more some other time. Good luck, and send sure. uh, our you know our love to the rest of the band.
1: I will do. Thank, thank you, you so Stay much care.
0: for chatting with us.
1: And be safe.
0: Be safe. Tchau e muito obrigada. Tchau, obrigado. Thank you so much to Theo van der Loewe from Ego Kill Talent. A big shout out as well to Mike Newham from C3 Management that made this chat happen and organized the communications between myself and Ego Kill Talent. And uh, if you would like to get involved in uh, future discussions here at Grab a Cupper, our email address is hiya, that's H I Y A, at grabacupper.com. .co.uk and let's grab a cuppa and have a natter. I would love to hear from you. We will be doing a series of episodes about autism, ADHD, uh, borderline personality disorder and many mental health issues. If you'd like to get involved, do drop us a line. All details will be available on our website, which is uh, grabacuppa.co.uk, but also on Grab a socials. So, on Facebook, we are uh, facebook.com forward slash uk and also on Instagram at podcast and also Twitter at grabacupper. So, if you'd like to follow us and share our posts, please do. Any support is welcome. So, until then, I've been Kat Wright and this has been Cuppa. Stay safe and we'll chat soon.